Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. The Game Table! Welcome to another episode of The Game Table. I'm Seamus Byrne. And I have two very special guests on tonight's show. They are the two biggest Dungeon Mayhem fans I could get my hands on. They also happen to be two fabulous members of my household. They're my kids, Emily and Oscar. Guys, how are you? Good. Good. Excellent. Thank you for joining. So, yes, we are uh, pretty big Dungeons & Dragons fans here in this house um, we sort of play quite often. Well, I think it's that old question, right? We don't play as often as we would like, do we, kids? Mm, yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> very true. Um, so, you know, we play in a campaign up at the local uh, shops with uh, the local Dungeons & Dragons group. We also play here at home. Um, we've played two different campaigns here in the house. We sort of started with one home game for a bit of fun and then we are now currently playing tyranny of dragons going back to the very first expansion or uh, campaign adventure for fifth edition that's all been lots of fun um but yeah we we got dungeon mayhem i think it wasn't too long after the original one came out and that first set is pretty cheap it was only about like 20 25 dollars yeah um and we played that a few times and what in general, when we think about it, not worrying about this new expansion that's coming out yet, but in general, you know, what do you guys like about Dungeon Mayhem as a card game? Oscar? Um, I guess I like just the way they've adapted Dungeons and Dragons into like a more kind of like something that even like fantasy, like people who don't like fantasy games, something that even they might enjoy. Yeah, and you're right because it only like each round really only takes five or ten minutes. In a, well, yeah, I guess it can go pretty long, particularly if you start adding lots of players. But um, it is something that's a lot faster than sitting down for a whole night of Dungeons and Dragons, isn't it, Emily? Mm, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so, um, what? Let's remember the first four characters that we had. It was kind of pretty. It was like. The cards and things were all designed to be very fun, but it sort of was fairly straight down the line, those first four, weren't they? We had a sorcerer, we had a a rogue, uh, we've got a barbarian yeah. and a paladin. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And they all had names, you know, uh, Leah, Azan, uh, Oriax and Sutha. Uh, all these kind of cool characters. The art is very, very fun. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the whole kind of style of it. Every card has sort of a funny name attached to it. Um, probably worth explaining the really basic side of the rules as well. Um, I mean, Emily, can you describe the kind of the main abilities that sort of work in this game based on the little kind of icons that every set of cards has a mixture of? So every set of cards... Um, which belongs to a different character, has their own unique set of special powers called Mighty Powers. Mm. 
and not a single one is the same, basically. And they all do some crazy thing in the game which can benefit you, damage others, or just deal a buttload of damage to everyone. (laughs) And so, yeah, it's like every... When we sort of talk about the idea that there are all these different characters, when you sit down to play a game, yeah, the really sort of basic idea is that you pick one of these decks and your deck represents one of these characters. That deck will have a mixture of um, of abilities and they're made up of things like doing um, some attack damage or giving yourself shields to sort of help defend you uh, or heal you. So there's sort of two different ideas there. You can heal or you can gain shields and armor um there's cards that help you draw things but then yeah like emily was just saying that the really big thing then is each each deck has its own mighty powers that gives its 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 kind of special capabilities right Mm. yeah i i guess it really like defines the characters because um in in like just the usual set all of them have like classes and those abilities really like reflect sometimes like what those classes can actually do. Yeah. And so I think, you know, I'll, I'm going to quickly pull out uh, one of the Azan things here because there's definitely, you know, like when the, the the Burning Hands card has this awesome artwork of, you know, of Azan like blasting Burning Hands yeah. out in front of him, mm-hmm. um, doing sort of damage to people. Um, but it's I think the thing that leaps to my mind is in that very first set of um, of cards, the the descriptions aren't quite as like crazy and fun as they have started yeah, to become in yeah. expansions, right? And I think, you know, we have to give clear mention to the very first expansion was based on Baldur's Gate and it meant that we got Minsk and Boo added into yeah. this wonderful game. Yeah. And, of course, that means that there is indeed uh, a Go for the Eyes card. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's a Go for the Eyes, Boo. <laughs> yeah. And things like Justice Waits for No One. Yeah. I'd just like to point out that Minsk is my main. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Squeaky Wheel gets the kick. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I really feel like that Baldur's Gate thing started to really like escalate this game's kind of sense yeah. of fun and silliness um which started to make it you know I know it's the kind of thing where I feel like if I'm playing it I want to shout out the name of that card as I slap it down on yeah. the <laughs> yeah on the whatever you're playing on <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. um that kind of felt really fun and then we were away on holidays with a bunch of sort of other friends recently and I know that sort of you guys were all sitting there with the other kids, you already played with all six decks at once because that yeah. expansion added yeah. two. It meant there were six decks. And I think there was definitely a sense that playing with six started to make the yeah. game go really yeah. slowly in some ways as well, yeah. didn't it? But, but in some other ways, it did sort of make it speed up because, like, everyone dealing damage before you can get back to your turn. Yeah. You could really gang up on somebody. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then just smack them out of the game before they even have one turn. Yeah. I remember when um, I used Scouting Outing once and then everyone decided it would just be a good idea to get me out of the game before I did it again. Because <laughs> yeah. Scouting Outing is basically a card where you can take, like, um, is it like a card for, like, where do you take the card uh, from? You steal a card out of everyone's decks. Yeah. Out of everybody's decks. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. And <laughs> I know, I know for a fact 
that some people will decide it would be a good idea to do 12-player matches. <laughs> I'm just going to point out now, Minsk is going to be OP in that area. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. There's no escaping the fact that if you then buy this new expansion, people are totally going to be like, well, we've got 12 decks, so yeah. let's play with 12 yeah. players. Yeah. yeah. It's like. <laughs> You know, why, why would they make 12 decks if they didn't want us to play 12 <laughs> characters? Yeah. It's just like, because they've given you variety, not everyone can play at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And look, so I think it's probably good bringing up here then the fact that as part of this new expansion, they have added in rules that help to sort of manage how you should deal with having as many as... Um, you know, as many as six players, but I even feel like the new rules would kind of work okay if you did decide to play with, say, eight players yeah, or something. Yeah, Twelve yeah. does feel like totally out of control. It will take forever to get around to your turn again. Yeah. <laughs> but you could still do it based on the new rules a little bit because it stops the ganging up factor. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, Oscar, do you want to explain the the player rule on how you can target damage with the new rule? Yes, so basically you can only target the people next to you, which definitely rules out the fact of if you're playing a no like a really good deck or if you're really good at it, people won't just go like, oh let's get them out early because they can't. Yeah. And there are certain cards that do still sort of override that. So, you know, there's things like if it's a deal damage to everybody card, then that still works. And actually I think it does say in that rule that if you're using your mighty power, you can target anybody, Mm. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. That that does open the door to like if you want to pull off like your big finishing move or something, you could always then target somebody who's almost dead but they're not next to you. But that's a great way to sort of jump in and help finish somebody off or whatever it might be. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a mighty power. What are you going to do about it? Exactly. (laughs) You want to be able to feel mighty when you use your mighty powers. Yes. (laughs) It's like it's not mighty if you're, like, constricted to only doing the people beside you. Yeah. And then, uh, Em, do you want to explain the new Vengeful Ghost rule that helps to keep everybody in the mix? So I guess what they felt like was that when people started playing six-player and, like, you're the first person to go out, then it's, like, it gets a little bit boring just, like, watching everyone else just play the cards and then just, like, not really doing anything. But the new Vengeful Ghosts rule means that when you've been knocked out of the game, then when it's on your turn, you, like, you can't play any cards but you can just deal one damage to any player. Yeah. So the Vengeful Ghosts don't have the you can only attack the people beside you rule. They can attack anyone. So I guess Vengeful Ghosts can gang up on people. <laughs> That's very true. And that means that when you do play, if, if you do play 12 player, then that Vengeful Ghosts rule will get a bit crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's nice that it's almost like a speeding up rule as well because yeah. Yeah. it... Like I do remember a couple of times when you yeah. guys were playing with six players that when it's down to that final two, everyone else can really feel like they're waiting a long time for it to yeah. finish um, as people sort of heal and defend and it's just this kind of mm, back yeah. and forth. And uh, the other thing about Vengeful Ghosts is Vengeful Ghosts 
can't do like the finishing blow. Like if someone's on like one health, then the vengeful ghosts can't kill them. They yeah. can like only get them down to one health. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. So it means that yeah, no ghost can finish the game. Yeah. A living player still has to be yeah. the one that finishes yeah. off somebody. It's like ghosts can't win. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So, yeah, let's talk about the new expansion. The fact that what we have here, it is called um, Monster Madness. So where the last expansion added two decks, this time they've added six whole new decks. They've given us all these cool monsters that aren't just ordinary monsters. They yeah. are definitely some of the most stylish and intriguing monsters that we've yeah. encountered in mm. Dungeons & Dragons. Yes. They're not your ordinary monsters. <laughs> They're monsters with personality. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I'll read out some of the names of these new characters, but I'll leave you two to read out your two favourites. Um, we have... A dragon, a red dragon, Lord Cinderpuff, mm-hmm. uh, who has a whole businessman, lawyer kind of vibe attached yeah. to his deck of cards. Um, we have Dr. Tentaculus, the mind flayer, uh, who is very much like a psychotherapist <laughs> with cards like tell me about your mother and all yeah. these kinds of therapy type cards. We have Delilah Death Ray. Uh, the most uh, vain, um, completely over-the-top, loves-herself, narcissistic, gorgeous-looking Beholder that you've ever seen. Let's just yeah. all agree here that Beholders are basically like that all the time, though. She's just taken it to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> I She's think you're absolutely just... right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got uh, Emily. You tell us about your favourite. So my favourite is a mimic called Mimi Lachaise. Yes. <laughs> and this mimic has lots of mighty powers, like copy something else. For an example, my favourite out of her mighty powers is use the top-listed mighty power of the player to your left or right, which can be pretty powerful because if you know what um all of the other heroes' mighty powers are, then you can, like, if you're playing that deck, that you could like purposely sit next to someone who you know has a really good mighty power. And yeah, the fact that you get the choice of two means in that moment you can kind of think, oh, actually that one is going to be the one that's going to help me finish somebody off or win the game or whatever it might be um, instead of sort of always just having your one specific option. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that, uh, you know, if you read out the names of some of, uh, her cards because I, I just love that the entire deck is essentially about the ways in which she is pretending to be other things. Yeah. But that they are totally not the things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promise. Mm, yep, <laughs> promise. It's, it's definitely not this thing. 
So, for example, there's one called Completely Safe Door, <laughs> yes. which is a picture of a really creepy wooden door with teeth lining the top <laughs> of it. I mean, not not teeth. No. Yep. No. No. Never. Uh, and then uh, what's, I think there's like there's a great one of like an artwork of a of a pie and a little eyeball just kind of sticking yeah. out the edge of the pie. A delicious pie, <laughs> which deals two attack damage, <laughs> and you draw a card. It's basically just a pie, like you know, like those wrinkles along the edges. Yeah, it's just one of those just lifted up and then just like a little yellow eye poking out. <laughs> yeah, um, though I do like that one of uh, her yeah. shield cards yeah. is actually just yeah. a statue it's like it's like not a mimic really <laughs> <laughs> and there's just like a statue of just like this lady holding a book with long hair and it is really a statue yeah <laughs> um oscar do you want to tell me a little bit about your favorite deck yeah so my favorite deck out of the new expansion is blorp a a carnivorous cube that just What's called gelatinous? That's gelatinous. right. Yeah, gelatinous, gelatinous cube. Yeah. Gelatinous cube, but it really wants to be everyone's friend. Yeah, I so, love it. the yeah. art. It's just such it's, a love. It just wants it, to hug everybody. Yeah. It really just wants to get up close and have a really nice time, but it really makes the other person really not have a nice time. Yes, yeah. It's yes. not its fault that it's made out of yeah. like a weird acidic jelly material that will destroy anything it touches mm. <laughs> i think i'd like to point out though that i'm kind of a bit uh uh skeptical about those how did this uh gelatinous cube become sentient yes that's a very good question mm. they are not i mean clearly some accidental magical thing mm. happened that yep. suddenly made Blorp into a, uh, a sentient yeah. cube that just wants hugs. <laughs> As I said Maybe. before, these aren't your ordinary monsters. That's They're monsters right. with personalities. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm going to read us a couple of the names out of yes, some of uh, sure. Blorp's. Here I come. I'm going to deal three damage and ignore all your shield cards. What, yeah, that is that's yeah. actually a pretty serious power move, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's literally called Here I Come. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Describe the picture. Um, so, the, so the picture is basically like, so the thing about the picture is that there's always this like gnome guy yeah. in it. The, the cube seems to really want to be friends with. Yeah. <laughs> So it's basically just him running away and uh, Blorp uh, coming down on top of him like he's <laughs> about to land on him yeah. from jumping. Yeah. <laughs> just like descending from the sky, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cubes have feelings too, which heals oh. one and gives one extra turn. Yeah. And uh, it's basically Blorp crying and Aww. elf trying to comfort him by hugging <laughs> Yeah, I love that there is that one where it's like the elf, as much as it's been trying to run away, yeah. Yeah. or one where it's even fully embedded inside the cube. Yeah. Um, yeah. That there's one where it is actually trying to comfort. Blorp. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and then there's Arcane Appetizer, deal two damage, draw one card, and it's Blorp with Azan stuck inside him. <laughs> yeah. 
So yes. naturally, you're going to tug as well. Yeah. That it, move. it almost feels like yeah. a cheating card, doesn't it? Because yeah. you will feel compelled to target Azan with yeah. that card. <laughs> as long as you're sitting next to him. That that's is. Yeah. that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. If you're playing Blorp, always sit next to <laughs> Azan. Or if you're playing Azan, never sit next to Blorp. Never. <laughs> Just don't do it. <laughs> but either way, if it comes down to Final 2, it's going to be unavoidable. Yeah. Yes. Very true. <laughs> no, Final 3. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So I uh, will just mention uh, one of the characters named Hoots Magoots. Uh, <laughs> it is an owl bear that is like a circus owl bear um, and a very famous circus owl bear mm. because we've got cards like, you know, Send in the Clowns, which is an armor card um, where a bunch of clowns uh, are jumping in to get in the way for you. There's a Talk to My Agent card, <laughs> um, which again puts some shields in the way. Yeah. Um, but some of the art is very much of this owl bear with like a party hat on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with like, uh, there's one I think with a unicycle or something. He's got bells on his yeah. uh, arms. But yeah, hilariously, the Hoots fan club uh, is a shield card, which yeah. suggests that Hoots is yeah. above it's, using his yeah, it's, fans. It's like, to, it's like you hmm. see the adorable card where they're like these little, like, a little um, cute goblin kind yeah, of. Yeah, little, little cute goblins all just, excited. just getting an autograph, all <laughs> yep. excited. And then you look up at the corner and you see it's a shield card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost reminds me of a certain president from the Hunger Games. <laughs> mm. yes. So, yeah, we've got uh, even the Owlbear Boogie. And actually, what? I, yeah, that one is actually pretty cool. So there's already been, I think it was with Jahira, um, who I know was sort of one of your favorites yeah. from before him, um, that uh, she had like one where you had to make an, a, a the noise yeah. of an animal to, so, <laughs> with the card effect. So if so if I played it, then I would have to make an animal noise, but then it would deal attack damage to everyone. Yeah, and you just had to make some kind of a noise. Yeah, and now with the owlbear boogie. It literally, the icon of what the ability does is a disco ball in the corner. Yeah. Um, and it says each player <laughs> may do a little dance and then draw one card. And then you, as Hoots Magoots, get to draw a card for each player who danced. So you can end up drawing a whole bunch of cards, and uh, but everybody actually has to dance if they want to be able to draw. So it is yeah. kind of cool that this, uh, yeah, that this game hmm. uh, includes little effects like that where it's... That's mm. not the only one in this expansion. Oh, what's the though? other one? So yeah. Delilah Deathray has That's yeah. right. <laughs> um, where basically everyone needs to praise you, <laughs> either Delilah or you, or they take two damage. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's like you better say nice things about Delilah or you are going to take some damage. And mm. they get nothing in return. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Though I did actually notice in the FAQ, it, it does say that your praise can be dripping with sarcasm and it still counts as praise. Yeah. So, so Delilah <laughs> can't choose whether or yeah. whether or not. It counts because then that would be a little bit unfair if they yeah. just go, oh, that's not good enough. You take two damage. You take two damage. Yeah. Mm. And so. Everyone gets two damage. Yeah. yeah. Two damage for everyone. Um, I think before we wrap up, probably worth giving some extra credit to um, the awesome box 
that this new set comes with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really clever. Emily did a great job of setting up this box. <laughs> so it comes with, yeah, this new box set up and it includes all these lovely dividers. And so every deck, including all the first six decks, have a nice spot to go. Um, all lovely and organized, even a little kind of token holder box in the end because um, you get tokens to track things like um, your damage and if you have a shield card in play that has multiple shields on it, um, there's little trackers to kind of track how many shields have been damaged yeah. uh, over the course of a few turns. So all that stuff, nice and neat in this lovely new box, but a really sort of clever expansion, I feel yeah. like. And certainly is going to give a lot more variety, even if, let's say, you're playing like a four-player or a six-player, the options available is going to keep keep you wanting to play another round and kind of change up the decks you're trying out yeah. and things like that, don't you think? Yeah. Um, any other parts of this game that you think are worth pointing out to people who might never have played it and why you you like to play it? Well, I would just like to point out that almost every deck, not including the Mighty Powers, is almost the exact same. Yeah, so that's good, I guess yeah. It, I guess it sort of is, like, just, like, personal favourites, like, what you, like, think about, like, the designs of the cards. Mm. But also it really mainly goes down to the mighty powers. Yeah, and I think there's, like, maybe some slight differences, but you're right. Yeah. Each deck is pretty balanced yeah. in terms of what yeah. it, what the general set of cards mm. is going to be able to do, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's all roughly the same. Yeah. Like, you know, there's usually one which deals three damage, one which gives you two extra turns, one one which deals like one damage and an extra turn, stuff like that. Yeah. Some of like some decks though, uh I think um what's her name? Sutha, who was in the original game. Yep. She had a Half Orc Barbarian. She, yep. Yeah. She yeah. had a uh she ha- it wasn't a mighty power, but yeah. there were no other cards that could do it. It dealt four damage. Yeah. yeah. So there are those slight differences. Yeah. And that's exactly the kind of thing where, again, being a barbarian, you're like, okay, this makes sense that you should be. A- yeah. And that one, it was just called Rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just found it there. Um, but you're right. So, sort of with the different class flavors, there's. Always some slight variations that do tip things in the favor of mm. another of one what is your a class is. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's really fast. Like I had a look at his deck. Basically, almost half his cards have extra. I have a extra speed card yeah. play. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think that was one we didn't mention on that first listing of what some of those card effects are. One of them is the ability to play another card on your turn, and yeah. sometimes. A card will even let you play multiple extra cards on that turn. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, so, look, I think I have to – when I first got Dungeon Mayhem, it was very much that idea of it's like, oh, it's not that expensive. We'll give it a a try. We'll grab it. It was a bit of fun. I think as it has continued to grow, it's gotten more and more fun. Mm. And the kind of the silliness has really, I think, been something that I love more and more about this. Yeah. And Without I mean, doubt. Yeah, and, you know, it's probably worth pointing out as well, you don't need to own the first few sets to just jump straight to Monster Madness because yeah. there you go, you got six decks right out of the box. You can just yeah. go for it with yeah. the new set without necessarily having bought the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there is, like, just one more thing. Yeah. So basically all of the decks also have, like, their own names for the cards. For example, Hoots Magoots. He's got one card which is called Wise as an Owl and then another one which is like Strong as a Bear or something. Yeah. 
Yeah, which yeah. I thought was really clever. That is. That's really cool. And, you know, again, from the Baldur's Gate expansion, Jahira, Jahira. worth pointing out how how she's got a whole shape-shifting druid yeah. vibe, which is quite clever for being able to choose some of your options, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. So there's like this card with – so there are these two different cards. One is like um, bear form and the other is wolf form. And the wolf form, like when you play it, you can deal two damage. And then the bear form, you get to heal two. And there are like these, uh, and there are a lot of these cards like scattered around the deck where it's like this like um, animal paw print. And that means that whichever form you're in, like you do that, for example, if you're in bear form, then you heal one. And if you're in wolf form, then you deal one damage. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, that whole. Tanking versus uh, damage yeah. dealing vibe yeah. that a druid can kind of explore is nicely represented within. The um, deck. Just for beginners, though, maybe uh, try some other decks before you play her because she's probably the hardest to get a handle of. Yeah, yeah, I'd have to agree. Actually, so um, you know, it was definitely good that we'd already played quite a bit before she came in because even then, yeah. it was that whole thing yeah. of remembering because you need to kind of put that card out as a tracking thing mm. to remember which one you're currently yeah. doing. Um, so yeah, definitely, you know, avoid some of the really tricky characters, but no crazy trickiness in this new set so far that I can tell just, just a lot of cool, fun stuff. Mm -hmm. Just crazy silliness. Yeah. (laughs) So look, I think this set comes out at the end of this week. It'll be in most game shops. Then we were lucky enough to get a good look at this, um, because, uh, Wizards of the Coast sent out. Um, a set for us to look at and yeah I think like I say it's been just lovely to be able to get this early look given that we have genuinely been a solid Dungeon Mayhem household alongside our regular Dungeons and Dragons activities. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Look thank you Emily and Oscar for coming on the show this week. It was really nice to get your your expert input into all things Dungeon Mayhem and our review. Won't get the expertness anywhere else. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Um, and yeah, thank you listeners for tuning in. We will be back again next time real soon. I'm pretty sure we'll be back next week uh, with another episode of The Game Table. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.